Hello, my name is Daniel Nenny, founder of SemiWiki, the open forum for semiconductor professionals. Welcome to the Semiconductor Insiders podcast series. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please post it on semiwiki.com and we'll get right to it. My guest today is Dr. Walden Rines. Welcome back to the podcast, Wally. Glad to be back, Dan. So today we're talking about the electronic design market data report that was just released. Uh, you know, it's the SEMI and the Electronic System Data, uh, Electronic System Design Alliance collect data from almost all the electronic uh, design automation companies in the world and compile it by product and category and region of the world where, where the sales occurred. So it's the most reliable data for the EDA industry and provides insight into what design tools and IP are in the highest demand around the world. So Wally, what did the results say for the first quarter of 2023? Well, uh, interesting, uh, Q1-23 approached a new milestone for EDA sales with a record revenue near $4 billion in a single quarter. That's up from $3.5 billion in the same quarter a year ago, a 12% growth rate. That's While the, the strong growth rate of 12% was nearly the same as the growth rate in Q4-22, uh, it had the more geographic breadth, it was stronger across all pro product categories, except Silicon IP. Every product, product category grew in strong double digits, ranging from 15 to 25%, uh, with the exception of Silicon IP, which was nearly flat. What regions of the world were the strongest in terms of their purchases of EDA software? Well, remarkably, Dan, uh, Europe was the fastest growing region at 21.6%. This hasn't happened very often. It was driven by strength in Europe in all product areas with exceptional strength in CAE, IC layout and services. Europe was followed by North America at 12.7%, Asia Pacific at 9.6% and Japan at 4.3%. Countries within the Asia Pacific region were sort of mixed. China and Korea were relatively strong at 14.3%, and 28.1% respectively, but India and Taiwan both showed negative growth at minus 18% and minus 11% respectively. Wow, Europe. Uh, why would Europe be so strong? I can't even remember a time when Europe was the fastest growing region for EDA sales uh, in a quarter. The data doesn't give us the reason, only the results. <laughs> Companies that sell EDA software and services report the regional location of the buyer but they don't identify the actual uh, company that purchases the software. It could be that ARM is accelerating design activity before an IPO. Maybe ST is seeing automotive strength, or perhaps uh, Infineon is experiencing a need to increase design activity. I can only speculate because I don't have that kind of data. Whatever's causing an increase in electronic design software purchases in Europe, I'm really glad to see it. I hope it reflects a sustainable growth in European design activity. I hope so as well. You know, maybe this is part of the shortages that we've experienced where, you know, countries like uh, Europe and, and the U.S. are trying to get more uh, semiconductor manufacturing and semiconductor activity locally. So maybe that's it. But uh, what, what about Asia? What's going on in Asia? The Pacific Rim usually leads the world in purchases uh, driven by China. Well, once again, the survey only tells us what, not why. China and Korea are traditionally the largest purchasers of uh, EDA software, and that's true again this quarter. India and Taiwan together provide only about two-thirds of the purchases of China. 
And China's numbers this quarter are somewhat below the four quarter moving average of their uh, previous purchases, probably due to other factors. So let's talk about the relative strength of the product categories. Which category led the way? Another surprise, it was PCB software at 25.6% growth. That's a remarkably strong number. You might think that the package design part of this category is driving up the total, but that's a relatively small amount compared to the total PCB purchases of $370 million for the quarter and a four quarter moving average of $1.4 billion. That's eye popping when you consider that this category was written off as a perpetually slow growing one at low single digits more than a decade ago. Wow. Well, that's good for Cadence and Siemens, right? They're, they're big on printed circuit boards. It is indeed. So that's really a remarkably strong number for PCB. Um, what else catches your attention uh, this quarter? Well, the IC layout category at 24.6% growth. That growth rate is dramatically higher than the four quarter moving average of 14.6%. This category has been relatively weak this past year, but seems to be recovering nicely. Looks like physical design and verification of chips is picking up. Uh, that's also good news for Cadence. They're very strong in IC layout. What about uh, CAE, the category that includes all front end design, synthesis, simulation? You know, it's been one of the leading categories in the recent quarters. How is it this, this quarter? It was strong, 15.1%, but weaker than its four quarter moving average of 18.6%. Design services also showed good growth at 17%, right in line with its four-quarter moving average. So that leaves IP, Wally. Uh, I'm a little shocked. So despite being a leader in many quarters, uh, traditionally, uh, IP looks weak this time, noticeably weak. So what, what's going on here? The Electronic Design Market Data Report shows silicon IP in two segments. One is for reporting companies, which is those uh, who are participants in the survey. The other segment is non-reporting companies. These are companies that don't report their numbers to the electronic design market data survey, but they break out the portion of their revenue that comes from Silicon IP sales in their quarterly earnings reports. In Q1 2023, reporting companies showed weakness, minus 14% growth, well below their moving average of minus 4.2%. Non-reporting company uh, Silicon IP revenue grew 12.3%, very near their moving average of 13%. The overall Silicon IP category therefore grew at 0.4% this last quarter, well below its 5.7% moving average. Wow, that's an interesting one to explain. Um, you know, Synopsys mentioned this on their call recently. Um, they said it was some kind of a licensing issue, licensing gap, I forget. But um, from you, Wally, what caused this weakness? Well, I don't have a clue. Uh, could, as you say, uh, be a unique event going on, at, even at a single company? Uh, one would think that the strength in IC design tools would drive the need for more silicon IP. I guess we should chalk this one up to quarterly volatility uh, probably not reflective of a long-term trend. Uh, so we'll be watching the data to see if it bounces back. So what's the bottom line, Wally? 12% growth. It's a really strong result. 
it looks like any worry of recession hasn't made its way to the designers of integrated circuits and printed circuit boards. Over recent years, it's become apparent that EDA can be a really stable growing business despite ups and downs in the semiconductor industry results. And it's a great business to be in. I agree, Wally. You know, I've been in EDA most of my career and I've never seen anything like this. You know, I wonder how long it's sustainable, um, but it, it's, it's hard to say, of course. Well, it's going on a great roll right now. And so I hope it continues. So Wally, uh, what about the Design Automation Conference? Let's talk about that real quick. It's next week. You're going to be there. You're doing a keynote. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what, what you're up to? Yeah, it's actually the week of July 10th. And uh, I'm going to be uh, with uh, a luminary of our industry, Joe Costello. Uh, he and I uh, will be in a panel uh, taking questions uh, from the audience, letting people ask whatever they want to ask. Knowing Joe, you ought to get some pretty colorful answers, but I'll try to keep him in line. And then on <laughs> on Wednesday, uh, I'll be giving the, the main keynote at the opening session in the morning. Uh, Lipu's going to give a short 15-minute uh, visionary pitch, and then I'll, it'll be followed with my 45-minute uh, overall keynote, where I'll, I'll be talking about taking AI to the next level, both as it affects the uh, EDA industry as well as other industries. And I, I hope you can come. It's, uh, I think it'll be uh, interesting for a lot of people. I definitely will be there, especially for the Joe Costello one, because that, that could get uh, interesting. Um, so Wally, let me ask you, when was your first design automation conference? Um, the first one I went to was 1984 in Albuquerque. I was there. I was at the 84 one, but my first one was Miami, I think. Uh, and I've forgotten whether it's 81 or 82, but I was in Albuquerque there. That's when the, the gate master, the, uh, the Airy Feingold and the, uh, uh, the Daisy uh, had a, a PC based, uh, uh, gate array, uh, design right. tool. Uh, but, uh, so I really particularly remember it, but uh, it's been going on, of course, now for what, uh, what are we at? Uh, 60. 60 years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I've been to 40 of 60, I think uh, so that's, that's pretty good. Um, I, you know, it's a great conference. Uh, it, this, you know, with COVID and everything, it's changed a little bit, but uh, I think we're going to have a pretty big showing this year. I think so. This is where through, through COVID now people can get out. They need to interact. Uh, it's a great place to see new startups and to talk to everyone you've known in the industry. So uh, I think it'll be good. Maybe I'll ask uh, Joe Costello about the uh, Sol Solomon Design Associates that he was with when I went to uh, Miami DAC. Uh, that was before they uh, acquired ECAD, uh, the right. ECAD acquisition brought them Dracula, physical verification. And we used to always say that it was a marriage made in heaven. You had uh, Solomon, which became Cadence, was a company with great marketing and no product. And ECAD was a company with a great <laughs> product, no marketing. So <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, uh, Cadence became Cadence uh, after I had started in the industry. So I, I remember when that happened. and. Um, I remember the, the years we called it DMV, you know, Daisy, Mentor, Valid, right? That, that was right. the big three. 
yes, they were. The, eventually, it gave way to Medicaid and Synopsis, but uh, yeah, the DMV years were real wars, and uh, Medder was very much targeted on DAISY, and they actually won that one. In fact, through the acquisition of Basics, they eventually ended up owning DAISY. Yep, I remember that. And you're one of the reasons why Mentor became so successful. Oh, that was a big turnaround. Well, thank you. We were in pretty desperate straits. He had introduced a whole new uh, uh, framework uh, and obsoleted all their old software. It was called version 8.0, and most in the industry started calling it version late.slow. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and and I remember when uh, EDA companies used to sell hardware, right? So um, Mentor sold Apollo systems, right? And And Daisy, of course, came in with PCs. Yeah, absolutely. When I went to Mentor, we still had substantial sales in hardware, even though we were phasing it out. And all of our sales in Japan included hardware. Yeah, but you brought the hardware back with the emulation, right? Uh, EDA companies became hardware companies again. Uh, in a sense, yes. Yes, yeah. That was because I had a, a long history at Texas Instruments where I started in 19... Uh, let me see, 1974... Uh, doing emulation of calculator chips as we designed them. That's what we we uh, we use spice simulation, and then uh, we uh, uh, built emulators out of TTL, and then we hired college students to bang on the keyboards and find all the bugs. And when they got all the bugs, we released the pattern generator tape, and uh, we did have PG tapes then, and uh, built the chips. Yeah. Yeah, that's when taping out, you actually used uh, magnetic tape. <laughs> we did, although that uh, had really just come in as a new thing after Ruby Lith. Right, right. Well, Wally, uh, thank you for your time. Uh, great numbers again, and we'll see you at DAC. Great. See you there, Dan. Uh, great quarter for EDA. That concludes our podcast. Thank you all for listening, and have a great day.